there was one year that I made $30,000 less and that hurts, you know, and you're like, oh man, what is, is, are we failing? But then I looked at Cinema Story and we had done more money that year. And it's because I had stopped trying to do everything in the company. Welcome back to another episode of the Rough Cut Club. I am your host, Joey Nakotra, here with my co-host, the wonderful, the excellent, the incredible Mr. Shane Wright-Zammer. Shane, how you doing, brother? Great, especially after that intro, man. I'm tired, but you just pumped me up. I feel like that intro was actually insufficient for how incredible you are, my friend. Mm. Now I'm blushing. Blushing red, baby. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we have a really fun episode today. Uh, and it's actually all about you for the most part. And I haven't prepped you on this at all. And so this is going to be raw off the cuff. But the topic is how freelancers can stop freelancing and transition into becoming a production company. So I want to kind of dig into your story about your transition from a freelancer into an entrepreneur company owner. Talk about your journey so that it can kind of help some of the other people who are currently freelancing but want to think about forming a production company. So I kind of want to dig into your story a little bit there. Mm. Um, and so tell me a little bit about the early years in starting Cinema Story and what it looked like. Because to my knowledge, you were kind of a freelancer at the time. Uh, and it made the transition into a company at some point. But tell me a little bit about the early years when you formed Cinema Story. Wow. Going way back. And I'll have to say, uh, you know, if you want to form a production company... You have to have a stomach for failure mm. because uh, you're going to fail. And I, you know, I think we did a, a, a episode together, uh, The Skull of Hard Knocks, and I had a lot of hard knocks. Um, but going back to, uh, I guess it was 2010, uh, I had graduated film school in 09. And my <clears throat> buddy who went to University of Texas, Ryan Killian, uh, and I started talking about you know, we should start a, a, a video production company, a film company. What would that look like? Um, and it kind of started like as an experiment. Um, Ryan uh, ended up uh, going on and uh, uh, becoming a lawyer. So he went to Pepperdine after that kind of, uh, you know, he took his RTVF degree and went to Pepperdine and did law school. And now he's our legal counsel. Shout out Ryan Killian uh, and associates in uh, Houston, Texas. But, uh, he kind of he kind of took the reins and like formed the LLC for us. We wrote out a business plan, and we were just like two college grads like dreaming, right? While we were still working, you know, nine to five uh, or or night jobs. Okay, um, at that time, I think 2010. I want to say I was probably doing a few minimal type film projects because I had an, a small network of. Uh, of um, people that knew that I went to film school, right? And and they were like, well, why don't you shoot, you know, uh, uh, I think it was a, a Briscoe, um, Briscoe Tire was one of the clients. And there was A&W Productions, which is a steel fabricator in, um, I think, Decatur or Sanger, I believe. And so I had, I had known that gentleman from uh, my night job, bartending, uh, making my way through college. And he had asked me to 
you know, make a couple of video projects uh, for him for those two businesses. So, you know, right out the gate, I'm freelancing, don't know what I'm doing at all. Um, however, I did bring on hired help. I brought on a, a like an assistant um, to help with setting up all the gear and all that kind of stuff. I had minimal equipment back then. Um, but that had to be around, I want to say, 2012. No, maybe maybe uh, maybe 2011. So let me rewind. The very first thing I was uh, that I did, I was a freelancer, and a guy came to where I was working and tried to sell the uh, restaurant a video. Um, and they said, no, nah, we have our guy. He can do it, right? This is the guy behind the bar, you know? And I'm like, uh, I don't, you know, I graduated. I don't really do it, but sure. And so he said, well, hey, you should come work with us. Uh, we need freelance filmmakers. And so I was like, can I, can I even do this? Can I work two jobs, you know? And yeah, you can work on the weekend or whenever we can get these projects scheduled. So I go out and shoot some projects for, uh, this company, uh, they pay me and I'm like, this is pretty cool. I get to actually use my degree and some of the stuff I've learned and I'm working for this other company. Uh, and then they ghosted after they sent me out on another three projects. So again, school of hard knocks learned about contracts really fast, learned about, um, trusting, uh, you know, individuals and companies and verifying all that. So they kind of left the clients and the filmmaker high and dry. And, uh, and so, you know, I know that took a long time to get to your question, but I think that was one of the first times that I realized I can do this better Mm. than this production company because I can build a business and treat people ethically and provide better service too. Because honestly, what they were doing was they were sending a filmmaker that had no experience out to a business, they, I, you know, they didn't even give me a shot list. They're like, "Hey, just film, film the stuff, and and then we'll put together a voiceover. Don't worry about it. Then you're gonna edit it all together." So they were putting out crap for, you know, these clients. So right then, even though Cinema Story was already formed in 2010, the mission for Cinema Story then became, I want to treat filmmakers better, like myself. Like I, one, I want to get paid when I do the work, and uh, and I want to treat clients better, like get them actually quality. Uh, content. Um, but I wasn't busy enough to be a business then, right? So back, you know, again, 2011, 2012, I'm doing, you know, freelance projects. Like I mentioned, the, the guy that I knew that wanted a video, you know, I'd, I'd hire somebody, like pay him, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks, come help me carry bags and set up stuff. They didn't know what they were doing, but I was using them as a PA, basically. And, uh, uh, you know, fast forward to 2012, um, before that, uh, before 2012, I had made over 900 videos for eHow. So there was a producer that was using me as a freelance videographer, director, like you kind of had to wear all the hats editor. So I did that for, uh, I think two years, did 900 videos for them. They're all like, um, editorial type videos. And 2012 finally became the breaking point where I go, Oh, I'm busy enough to leave my, night job, right? And so 2012, I went full-time freelancer. Haven't been in an office, haven't worked for anybody since. So that's 10 years. No, 11. 11. Math. Math is mathin', y'all. Mathin'. So, you know, uh, that was a huge step. Talk about a scary step, because back then there wasn't as many opportunities, or at least that I knew of, to work for other production companies. So I had to create my own opportunities. I had to create a production company. I had to establish a brand. So thankfully I had the cinema story brand name to kind of promote and get out there. 
Um, I created a website uh, shortly after that. I had, you know, printed business cards. Uh, you know, I had this logo made from probably, you know, online from some box, you know, type. Lo- I, th- I don't even think I owned all the rights to it. It was like one of those, like, you can put your company name and you could use this, but you don't have exclusive rights, you know. So we did that um, because, you you know, you got to start branding yourself. Even if you're a free- freelance filmmaker, you know, you know, if you're Joey Nicotra, you got to have a personal brand, Right. And so I wanted to go the route of developing Cinema Story with the goal of becoming a production company. So from Jump, you know, one, I'm like, how do I pay bills? I got to stay busy and be busy enough as a freelancer that I don't have to go back to the night job. Um, But the ultimate goal was to have that production company, a network of individuals where we treated each other ethically and provided real value to the client. So transitioning... Uh, you know, it took, you know, those first couple of years were super hard as a freelancer and trying to build the assets of a company, right? Website takes time. Website takes money. Collateral, marketing collateral takes time. I went uh, door to door, um, cold calling, uh, strip malls and not, you know, trying to get past gatekeepers, you know, talking to receptionists. Is, is the business owner in today trying to get through and see if I can sell them a video. So I was out there hustling, trying to build something with just myself. And it was miserable because going back to the stomach, you got to be ready for failure. You get a lot of no's uh, and you don't make a lot of money. So therefore, I accrued a lot of debt because I kept investing into myself um, and into the company that I was trying to build. So I guess around 2014, uh, you know, after... Two years of probably struggling. I mean, I you know wasn't totally upside down, but I had some bills to pay on some gear and marketing, uh, and just not making enough money each month, right? And so, right around 2014, I believe I you know had diversified enough product lines. Uh, I was doing wedding films. I was doing corporate videos, commercials. Um, I believe at that point I had been connected with a couple of producers, so I was freelancing for them uh, on like a documentary trip that I went to India, uh, a reality TV show. So I got to do a lot of interesting um, and unique um, projects. And it, I think the time when, when you need to decide is when you don't have enough time to do all the projects. And that's where I, you know, that was a huge blessing to be like, wow, I'm so busy, but I need some help. And so that was just mind-blowing because you go from, I need to, you know, I don't think Uber even existed back then. I need to go drive for Uber. I need to go back to the restaurant industry. I need to do something to pay these bills. And I've got about three months of float before I am SOL, you know? So, uh, oh, do we have to make this explicit now? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it. It's good. So, I, uh, you know, I think I had gotten to the point where, the wedding films, actually, where I was like, man, it would be really good to just have additional support, additional angles on this. And so it was out of necessity that Cinema Story kind of came to be because I had so much book of business that I needed to then have additional filmmakers on the projects to get the footage that I wanted for the edit. Because I was still, you got to remember, I was still editing. I was shooting everything. I was running the client. I was uh, billing. I mean everything, everything. And, um, and so again, I mean, I don't know how ahead you want me to get, but eventually 
when 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 you know when it's time to grow when you don't have enough time to execute those positions right if you're trying to grow into to a uh, production company if you're a freelance filmmaker maybe it's a oh i don't have enough time maybe it's time to raise my rates and be more selective on the projects that i'm booking and for for me since i was trying to build a a, a company it was i don't have enough time to do all of these i got to start bringing in people and training them to execute our vision of treating filmmakers fairly and uh making great products for the client so i, I feel like now i can segue to 2016 uh, or is it 2017? Um, so I started looking for, at this point, I had used some DPs. I had used some uh, shooters. We, I, you know, worked for some companies and, you know, I never really had anybody steady, right? So I would use a DP for a while and if we jived well, it was good and, you know, interchangeable if I needed somebody else for another project. But I had, a, you know, a handful of Rolodex of people that I could call. Um, when I need to staff up a bigger project than the one-man band, me showing up and executing it. And, uh, you know, I started to get more more clients that require just more crew. And so I had posted in uh, um, UNT, the alumni group, for filmmaking. Um, and I posted in a couple other places, but I was looking for more filmmakers that could work for Cinema Story. And that is how I met you, Segway. Joey Nicotra, fresh out of uh, film school, um, already with experience, already with some projects, but he had been pointed to me in that group. Um, we met for coffee uh, at Starbucks, and uh, I still remember telling him, you know, hey, uh, you know, this is the rate. Uh, I think it was like 20 bucks or 25 bucks at the time, you know? Yeah, 20 bucks an hour was the starting price point. Yeah, you know, and I was like, look, I need a second shooter. And, <clears throat> but, you know, here's the thing like, I'm looking for somebody to grow into this company. And I wanted the stability at that point, right? I was tired of kind of recycling or cycling through people. You know, some of these DPs would move to Austin or wherever, or they weren't reliable. So I wanted to start investing in um, uh, farming, recruiting people um, that we could then build a bigger company together. Um, and thankfully, uh, I believe divine intervention, God brought us together. And, uh, and so Joey um, understudied me for months and months and months. Um, and there's tons of stories there we don't have time to go into. But eventually I go, I started to see that there was a uh, value in keeping people around and investing into people um, by the how much that Joey put into, uh, I don't know why I'm saying the third person for you, you put into <laughs> Cinema Story, right? So, you know, this guy, you know, he would, we would do this, we were doing this thing for Concord Church. It was a client and we were, um, you know, doing man on the street interviews and getting a lot of B-roll and, um he, you know, I was like, hey, watch, you know, it, it became a training thing. Every time we shot, I was like, hey, watch me uh, do this interview. And then I want you to do the next one. And then Joey did the next one. And he did all of them after that because he was crushing it. And he would ask me, how, how did I do on that? You know, and so uh, the hustle that you put in made me realize you were investing time into Cinema Story and you were worth investing time into and fast forward now, Joey is the mentor when it comes to filmmaking, and he's my business partner as well at Cinema Story, and so he helps uh, uh, make a lot of the uh, big decisions in the company. Um, and you know, 
Joey wasn't the first person that I brought on, but he was probably the first um, person that I brought on and kept. Right. And, and, and I would say kept, he, he decided to stay involved and connected. Um, and now we've grown, and this is a very long overview, but now we've grown to about 33, um, people that work with Simna story. Uh, you know, we have admin support. We have, uh, now I'm not wearing as many hats, you know, I've got, a um, payroll, I've got, uh, you know, uh, producers that are duplicates of me that are better than me. I've got, uh, you know, Je- we've got duplicates of Joey, you know, that's uh, uh, DPs. Um, we've got uh, full G&E PAs. Uh, we've got the whole thing and we can assemble and scale to any project in the DFW or beyond area um, without uh, and, and, and even if we book out three or four projects, we still have a network outside of our close-knit 30 people that we utilize um, so we can scale to basically any project. But that is the broad overview. I'm sure maybe we have some follow-up questions uh, that I have passed over. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all got started. Wow, that is a ton to unpack. I don't even know how to take and run with that from there. But uh, first and foremost, thank you for the kind words. Um, jumping really, really far back, uh, I want to go the Simon Sinek route and start with why, right? You said that one of 